podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, that was fun. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Rangers Rabble. Um, Hibernian 1, Rangers 4, going on 400. Um, the first real proper, complete performance, and it was an absolute joy to watch. Um, joining me on the reaction is Robert and Craig. Um, back from, obviously, the pre-match build-up. Robert, how are you? Oh, brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Barn the first uh, 10 minutes. Um, other than that, Rangers were in their st- getting into their stride quite quickly. Um, impressive po- po- individual problems in all the part, but collectively as a team tonight, we looked fantastic, especially second half where we just came out and were absolutely ruthless. One touch stuff was beautiful at times, so I'm sure we'll delve into it in a bit more detail in a minute. We most certainly will. We'll be here at about four in the morning, I think, delving into that game. I'm very, very, very happy. Um, Craig, I, I said it before we started. I know you used to don't didn't really share it at the beginning. Um, but even just, just from kickoff, I don't know what happened. As soon as the game kicked off, something inside me just went, oh, no, this is going to be a canter. And I'm never like that. Um, even after we conceded, I, I still felt, no, this is this is going to be comfortable. I don't know why. Yeah, it just, just, seemed, just seemed like it was a training match. Um, I think I, I reacted to the, them, them scoring... As I usually do when opposition score um, against Rangers, and then I think as soon as we got the goal back, I was just like, right, this seems to be a game where we can uh, we can put in a good performance and come away with the win, which which it proved to be. Um, I sat there in the, most of the second half, just uh, pottering around downstairs with the game on in the background, not really not really worried about the match when it was three or four one. And it was, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird scenario for us to be in. Um, can I just say hello to everybody watching? Um, please get in the comments. Let us know your thoughts. Um, any wee discussion points you want us to bring up, then please do get it in the comments. Um, give the show a wee like if you're watching on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, give it a wee retweet on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Um, all that sort of good stuff. Um, it all helps the, the podcast and the channel grow. And we greatly appreciate any support you can. Um, before we get a, a deep dive into it, um, Robert, the space that we had tonight all over that park was incredible. Um, was was that down to the way that I had set up, or was that just purely down to um, us? I think it was down to range, just to be honest. I think uh, everyone was on the move constantly. Um, you look at the the midfield, I know we touch on it numerous times now in, in these sort of shows, but I think it needs to stay... Sort of consistent now because it's, it's it's really reaping the rewards. I'm sure we'll go to Ryan Jack in a bit more, oh, um, yeah. a, bit, a, bit, a bit deeper later on. But I thought that he really allowed the other two to go and play. Um, and I thought Campbell was great today, but in a different way to he was on Saturday. Um, but yeah, just as just as important, Fashion Zakala got a, a lot of a lot of space in the first half, and then takes his chance wonderfully in the second. And, and I thought Tony Cholak was really good as well. So, good performances all over the pitch. I don't think the, the centre-halves had much to do tonight. Um, bar the first, as we said, the first 10 minutes, I thought there was some early signs where, I think in the first five minutes, the ball got put in the box and there was three Hibs players unmarked uh, and the boys that put it wide of the post. And then he was the one that was ended up at the back post to put it in for, for goals and to knock it in the net. So, um, I was concerned, Martin, I didn't issue your optimism at that point. I thought, I don't know why on? I was. I really don't know why. I was just so comfortable. 
But then, then the penalty comes and 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 how did the it was Don Roberts wasn't it? How did he not call that straight away? There was that was never in any doubt. Do you know what I don't know? But do you know what I I do know and what I am looking forward to? I don't listen to like Clyde or anything like that, right? But you get the stuff that pops up on your Twitter feed, the wee minute and a half calls or whatever they are, right? Are the absolute complete and utter psychopaths that phone that show? I'm looking forward to the next week of the conspiracies flying again because it wouldn't be a week in Scottish football if the refs weren't on our side. Thing is, though, the penalties we get are proven to be penalties. Like, there's no debate. No, no, no. Don't you can't bring logic into the debate. <coughs> Soon as you try and bring in logic, you know what I mean. It just it, it takes away their argument. You've got to let them have. And I'm and I'm not just talking about Celtic fans. I'm talking about all fans because all the fans in Scotland seems to have jumped on the bandwagon. No, no, no. Just penalty Rangers. Keep going. Well, listen, Melanie's uh, said the referee maybe sort of wimped out of it, I'll say for want of a better phrase, but um, certainly goes to the monitor and he has to give it at that point. So, uh, And you've got no doubts nowadays, you know, when Tavernier steps up, you know it's, it's getting put in. And then I thought, do you know what I quite liked after that? You sort of you get yourself back in position, he was saying to the boys, come on, right, that's it, let's start playing now. We've started playing for here now, it's one apiece, we're back in level terms, we start playing for here, uh, and we certainly did. We never looked back for them. Um, we go on, we get this, we get the second, and then also the third and the fourth come uh, in the second half. So, um, really impressed, really, really impressed. Interesting to see what the manager's got to say tonight because I don't think he can have too many complaints. And what do you do then? Get into Sunday? Do you do you, do you change it because it's not opposition, or what? What do you do? Right. Well, do you want to discuss the games some individual <laughs> players, or do you want to move straight forward to the next game? I mean. Take, take it wherever you want, Robert. You've given me about 1,800 questions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a wee bit giddy. It's absolutely past my bedtime. I'm running and empty here. Um, so, no, I think to talk about the, the talk about the game, you you said in the, the chat, the finish for Cholak for the first one. See, what we one. tend to do, what we tend to do on these reactions, Robert, right? I don't know if you're familiar with us. We, we go through it from incident to incident and we start at the beginning and then we finish at the end and then we go through some individual players. But no, no, buddy, you carry on. No, no, sorry, Martin, you're the host, mate. You lead the show. No, 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 clearly not tonight. Clearly you're just taking control. Is this because uh, Wally and Wolf bitch slapped you the other night? Is that what it was? <laughs> put back my box, carry on, big <laughs> Do you know a comment that just absolutely sums up us as a support? And and this is everybody, right? Um, beep, bop, boop. Thing is, I'm actually gutted we'd ever get more. We'd love a real proper demolition job. Um, and do you know what? There's some truth in that, Craig, right? We played really well tonight. We looked really, really good. Um, we scored some fabulous goals. I'm delighted we've came away for the win. With the win, sorry. There's just that tiny part of me that's gone, I wish it had been five, I wish it had been six, I really wish it had been seven. Yeah, I mean, I sat at half-time and somebody put up a thing on Twitter that we'd had something like 18 shots in the first half. And I mean, Ryan Kent could have had three on his own in the first half. He's had three chances where, for me, he's, he's got to score one. If not, For me, he's got to score three of them um, In if, he, if he's on form. Yeah, for me... Tonight was one of those games where we could have been four or five up at half time and it would not have flattered mm-hmm. him in mm-hmm. any way. If that if that game had finished seven, eight, nine, one, there's <laughs> no way they could have had any arguments. There was one in the second half, I think I put it in the group chat where it would have just been an unreal goal. The sort of like 25, 30 passes, all one touch, and it ended with um I can't remember who put it who who missed the shot at the end, but it was just unbelievable. Um 
Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm because, that's because you weren't paying attention to the second half. You've already said that. That is true. Um, no, I'm 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 gutted that we 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 are due at some point giving someone a real battering, and tonight could have been that one. Well, we we did. I mean, we gave them a battering without the scoreline. I mean, the scoreline does show a battering to be fair, but like you say, if that was if that was seven or eight tonight, then there's absolutely no complaints. Right, let's Robert. Let's get the negative out the road. Right, because there's there's so much positive the night. Let's just get the negative out the road. Um, we concede the first goal. We go one 0 down. It's just really poor defensively, isn't it? I I think they never really got going early doors. I mean, I, I, the boy Yuan seemed to cause Tavernier some issue on the left hand side early doors, and then um, Goldson was getting pressured by the I can't remember the the the, the boy's name. The, the midfielder was Hosi or Hosi or something like that. Um, he would he would seem to be sort of nibbling away at him, and then as I say, <clears throat> I don't know if it was a corner or a ball at the box, and they had three unmarked, and luckily we, you know they they shoot off target, and then the, the free kick is just it's poor really. You should be I, I don't know embarrass it should be should be tracking his man, um gets a free header into a danger area, and it's one of them isn't it where if it hits your defender nine times out of ten it's going to be an own goal, and that's what happened, but. Much like much like Bill's Rangers teams, you know, since he's come in, they, they react. Uh, you know, you can't throw a, throw that at them because they certainly did react when they go behind. You seem to get a performance at them, so um, they like to we got that, and hopefully it's just a wee, wee blimp they got the system because they defended well for the rest of the game. Majority, the one they really put under a lot of pressure after that took control of the game, and I think that was probably down to Brian Jack dictating how that game mm. went tonight. Oh, believe me, we've, we've got a full hour set aside for Ryan Jack. Um, I, I take back what I said. I don't care if he only plays twenty games a season. He needs a new contract because he was outstanding tonight. But but Craig, just to finish up on the first goal, um, it's really uncharacteristic now. I think from us defensively because Goldson and Davies have struck up a partnership. Now there'll be a lot of people saying, "Look, we didn't have much to defend tonight. Um, we weren't put under that much pressure." But even at times when we were. You've seen it a couple of times where the boy's a lot quicker than Goldson, but Goldson just matches him, takes the ball off him. Davies never looks under pressure. He's so cool with the ball at his feet as well. So it's uncharacteristic to concede a goal like that. But going forward defensively throughout the rest of the game, strolled it. He's I mean, it's, it's very unlike Rangers to concede the first goal in a game. It's not doesn't happen very often over the last uh, the last twelve months, clearly. Um, but yeah, so I think they they didn't really have a lot to do. Um, I think Hibs had maybe one chance second half with with Nisbet um, puts one wide. That was really the only thing they did. Most of the second half they were camped. We were camped in their half um, and just just putting them under pressure. But for me, Goldson. I mean, the back four at the moment picks itself more out of necessity. But the more they play every single week, the more Goldson and Davies play together, build up that partnership. Um, is only a really only really a positive, and it actually masks. The issues we've been talking about most of the season with, with with the goalkeeper situation, where it doesn't actually put the goalkeeper, whoever it is, under a lot of pressure because the back four are pretty solid at the moment. Yeah, very much so. Um, Glasgow Rangers Nation joined on YouTube as a member. Thank you very much, Glasgow Rangers Nation. Welcome. Um, <laughs> now, I say I was cool, calm, and collected, Robert, the whole way through the game. Right, my confidence was high. Even to be fair, even when they scored the early goal for about. Five or ten seconds, I went, oh, no. Um, but like I say, my confidence was up. 
And like you say, we, we are very reactive under Beal. You know, we, we never know when we're beat, which is a good thing, apart from one game, which we won't go into because it's done and it's gone. Um, but straight up the park, we get a penalty. Stonewall penalty, 100% a penalty. Anybody who argues against it is a moron and knows nothing about football. No, I, as I said, um, I don't know why the referee needed to go and look at that. He should have been blown his whistle straight away. So it was a, a strange one. But we get the penalty and, and the captain just steps up in these situations time and time again uh, and puts it away. Um, I don't know if I'm repeating myself here or if I said it off camera, but um, I just really liked the way he got back. He got them G'd up and they went again. So um, no, that, that was that was the turning point of the game because I don't think Hibs came at us f- f- really from there. It was, it was all Rangers, one-way traffic. Um, and you're just then just picking out performances all over the pitch. It was really difficult to 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 see anyone had had a had a bad match. I don't think anyone was a passenger in the game. Everyone sort of played their part. Barisic was heavily involved. Tavernier was heavily involved. I thought Tavernier seemed to get into some really good positions tonight. And I don't know because that's because he knew Ryan Jack would be covering them or or what. But he was. I thought Tavernier was actually really good tonight. Uh, he was. He was excellent. Um, we'll, we'll touch on the second goal because then I want to come at a few things, Craig, within. Um, that first half, but my man, the man I, I've tipped to score umpteen goals, if you give him the chances, if you give him it where he wants it, he will score goals. Beautiful finish from Tony. Yeah, I actually thought... For and a, I'm calling him Tony, by the way, because he's my mate. I actually thought for a few seconds he was going to take the penalty because there was a moment where he was holding the ball and I think they did that on Saturday where he had the ball first and then uh, give it over to Tav. Um, you got a ghost yeah, in your so, house? That was freaky. That was that? No, it's the cat. The cat was oh, scratching at the door oh. trying to get in. So he's trying oh. to be on YouTube again. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful finish. And I think it's a finish that only Cholak can do. I don't see Morelos putting that finish away. Um, Morelos would be too busy resting the defender to try and get ahead of him. Um, it really showed because Takala, not for the first time, had all the time down the left. I can't remember the number of times in the first half he um he had all that space on the left hand side. <laughs> all the space <laughs> on the left hand side. Um I really liked the fact that effectively Beal played two up front, but Sakala and Cholak were quite wide strikers and allowed Kent to play a bit more of the um Kent just played everywhere. Kent yeah, was everywhere. We were on the middle. Ch- Cholak was on the right a lot, Sakala was on the left. Um and when they needed to they but the, the they were both in the middle. Um, it's a great ball by Sakala. One of those moments where you're wanting Sakala to make the right decision mm-hmm. and just whip the ball straight across the box, not try and take an extra touch or or put it four miles over the bar. Um, so he actually did the right decision and, and Cholak. I, um, my girlfriend said that um, she thought there was a teenage girl downstairs that made a squeal, and I did when he, when he put that one away. Maybe that was the ghost that opened your door. Yeah. Uh, uh... I'm like Michael, might have seen when that door opened. I shot myself. <laughs> I thought Wayne was going to come in and we're going to have a proper BBC uh, News. Absolutely, there, but... I know. And now he's showing off the calf, <laughs> you know, full, full. Oh, that's horrific viewing. That is absolutely horrific viewing. Um, but, but yeah, Robert, you can obviously, people watching can tell we're in a very good mood tonight. Um, but my point still stands on Cholak. You give him the ball in the areas that he wants and he will score. And we'll come on to his second goal a bit later on. But just overall the night, I thought he was excellent. I think he's very intelligent, Martin. That's what, that's what I like about him. He seems to think about what he's going to do and then, you know, act on I that. I've got it on very good authority that he passed standard grades. 
rip off smashing. That's that's a ticks a box for me. Um, seems to be some some good relationships forming up, up the top of the park. Him and Sakala seem to be linking linking well. Um, and obviously, and Kent, as you said, play a bit bit more of a freer role tonight. Um, if he's finishing, he's just been better tonight. We could have been really waxing lyrical about him, but um, nonetheless, I thought he still had a, a you know a, de- a decent game. Uh, but no, Anthony Cholak, uh, Tony Cholak, Tony Goals, whatever you want to call him. Um, if he can carry on in this form between now and the end of the season, then he's really staking a claim to be the number one striker moving into the, in, in next year. 100%. 100%. Right, OK. I said the only negative that we were going to discuss was their goal. But however, Craig, um, how many chances do we need to score a goal? Um, in that first half alone, let's just stick with the first half. Kent's got about two or three. Sakala's got a couple. You know, Barisic has even got a couple. Our conversion rate is horrendous. We're still creating the chances, to be fair. So it's just a case of, you know, converting a few more on top of what we already do. But it's horrendous how many attempts it takes us to score on it. Yeah, Kent had three. I think the third, the third one probably doesn't really count as a chance because he doesn't actually get the shot away. Um, but what well, the people said, it was a great tackle by the defender. But for me, the defender shouldn't have shouldn't have the opportunity to get the tackle in because Kent should have it out of his feet and should be putting it away. Um, finishing is is. I mean, the, the positive I'll take from it is we are making the chances. So even if our conversion rate is pretty poor, you'd expect the more chances we create, the more goals we'll score. But yeah, I think first half we should. It should the game basically should have been done. Should have been well and truly done first half. Um, and if we just had our shooting boots on, which I'm hoping now with Cholak looking like he's going to stake a claim. He he doesn't need as many chances. Um, he might have only had literally two or three tonight and he's, he's put two away. I know, look, um, Paul's making the point. Look, Martin, we'd be moaning if we didn't create, we're doing it. No, I, and listen, I'm not moaning. Um, I'm just simply pointing out facts that, you know, we are creating and it's great. And Perry's saying on a different day at six or seven. But the, the only issue with that, Robert, is... It, there's evidence now, we have seen it, that it takes us so many chances to score goals, whether that's through, you know, some decent blocks by defenders or Kent's inability to finish um, or Sakala, who does score, but would score so many more if he was just a wee bit more clinical. So it's, it's not that I'm moaning, but if, if you've got a tight game and it's not a 3-4-5-1 like it was tonight, then not being able to convert your chances comes back to haunt you. Two of the three things you just mentioned there for the reason for not scoring or taking the opportunities, I think, are coachable. You can't coach defenders blocking you, but you can coach Sakala and Kent to be a bit more ruthless in front of goal, right? I think that's something that the manager should be maybe picking up on. And no digging them out for, but just having a wee word and saying, look, you know, last night you could have a two or three there. What's What can we do to make sure that the next time we, we, we go out there, you do get two or three and you're coming in here buzzing that you've just scored a hat-trick for Glasgow Rangers? Um, as you say, tonight, we're no sort of ruining these chances because we've, we've buried others. But there, there, are, there is going to be games where you're, you're, it's going to be finer margins and you are going to need your players to take the chances. So I think that what you say is, is prevalent. That the manager needs to sort of, oh, and his coaching staff, uh, who have got the iPad sat there in the dugout, so they're seeing the chances as well. Should be picking these up and feeding them back to the players when they're doing analysis in two or three days' time, whenever that comes in, because it can you can't keep it on like that. This isn't just happened in this game; it's been happening throughout the season. We've been talking mm-hmm. about Ryan Kent. I think we spent about twenty minutes one night talking about Ryan Kent's inability to put chances away and take shots on. 
So it's 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 definitely something there that needs working on, and I think the manager should be should be should be using that and, and trying to trying to sort of formulate some way of, of of putting it right. However, on in saying that, Rangers on tour makes a great point, um, Craig. Let this line up player on a three or four games, and we will convert more. That's actually a really good point. Give give the same team a chance. Stop messing about with the midfield or changing Alfie for Cholak. Give this actual team a run of games and see what they can do. Yeah, we've seen it with the defence. So the more play, more games in a row the defence are playing, the more solid they're looking and, and the better understanding. For me, if Sakala, Kent and Cholak play four, five, six games in a row, they're going to get better understanding than, than Scott Wright coming in or Morelos coming in or whoever comes in on the left. Same in the midfield. This team now, if, if this team's going to be the bulk of the team next season, then this team needs to play the majority of games. Maybe maybe Sunday is one way you can make a few swaps and and sort of. But obviously, the last time that happened, we had a bit of a, a rubbish performance against against uh, Partick Thistle. So hopefully, we don't have a repeat. But for me, this team, once we get this weekend out of the way, or obviously once once we got tonight out of the way, we don't have any midweek games coming up. So we really have to play this team as much as we can. That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Um, I go on to assist in your moaning at Fashion's performance. Who's moaning? I would love to know who's moaning. Well, Curry, well, no moaning. I'm just saying it. it you know, it, it's it could be better. It could be more than two goals. Uh, sorry, I go on two assists. It could be. It could have been three goals and, and four assists or whatever. So it's not about uh, moaning. It's just about you know an observation about how we make the guy uh, more active. And everyone knows with Sakala, you know what you're getting. It's not like we go into games thinking he's going to be. You know, um, another level. We know what we get is hit and miss, but nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten we, we we do seem to get some something, something out of him in terms of numbers. His numbers have been good since he's come to Rangers. So there's no denying that. But certainly no more than the guy. Delighted for him. <laughs> Imagine getting shot shot down for pointing something out. Um, there you go, um, James. James Dalrymple, 499 Super Chat. Thank you very much, James. Ryan Jack reminded me of Stephen Davis tonight, the way he controlled that midfield. If you give me five minutes, we will be coming on to Ryan Jack. And believe me, I'm going to be here all night at 100%. But thank you very much for the support. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. No, you can point out things that people can improve on, even if they've played really well. I don't get the mindset that, you know, it has to be negative if you're pointing out constructive criticism. I, I, I don't understand that. And talking on Sakala, Robert, um, the third goal, poor kick out by the goalkeeper, um, man, of the, man of the year, Ryan Jack, fantastic key to pass. And Sakala, in that moment, beautiful turn and spin, great finish. Superb. I, listen, I, I, listening to us, I watched the replay that I realised how measured Jack's header was, actually. It was, uh, it was a really good assist, to be honest. Uh, and then the, 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 the drop of the shoulder and the, to get it, oh, yeah. Yeah, a bit of space for Sakala. That's Sakala at his best, by the way. And there was a wee instance later on with a chance quite similar. Then they quite came off for him. Um, that's the Sakala you want to see when he's got a bit of confidence playing with a bit of swagger. I think early on, ball was maybe getting caught under his feet, etc. But, but he doesn't give up, does he? And that's what we love about him. Nothing will stop that man from going and going and going and going. So delighted he got his goal. He was, and you see the, the players as well, they're delighted for him. Mike Tav, Tavernier was over there, Cholak was over there, all really congratulating him. So, no, brilliant for Sakala, absolutely delighted for him. And he's keeping he's keeping the jersey. He keeps the jersey because he's, he gets the numbers. So, um, I'm happy for him. It's just whether, how can I put this without upsetting Curry? It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's just whether he can he can go on to another level because next season he's going to keep the jersey. He needs to be pushing that, that bit further because you're going to need him in, in bigger games 
um, than the Easter Road because we want to do a bit better in Europe next year and obviously challenge more more so than we have this year. Yeah, listen, and for me, that's when Sakala is at his best, Craig, when he, when he needs to do things quickly like that. The ball comes to him and he's only got a couple of seconds to make up his mind and without thinking, he does it and boom, it's a goal. When he has to, maybe he's got a bit more time on his hands, that's when maybe he'll miss a chance or the pass may be no go right, but in that moment, he's only got a split second, he makes up his mind and he's lethal. The perfect example of that was last season at, at Parkhead when the goal he scored was literally ball out to him and he smashed it bottom corner. The one later on when he runs through on goal and has 20, 30 yards to run onto, hits the post. It's because he's got time to think about it. I, I've i referenced it. I've sort of compared him in the past, not comparing him in any way to the strikers' goal-scoring record. Andy Cole was the same when he played for Newcastle and Man United. He, one, one second to think about it, he'd put the ball in the net. If he had 20 seconds to think about it, he'd put it over the bar. Sakala's the same. And that isn't, it is something you can coach, but it's also something that you need to accept that He's going to come with Sakala. He's going to come with with the sort of level he's playing at. Um, he missed a lot of coaching, obviously. I think he came into the game a bit later in in his in his career, so he's not had that basic coaching when he was younger to sort of put that into him. But he he scores goals and gets assists. So I'm ho- hopefully I'm not being too negative about him. <laughs> sort of passing on some uh, passing on some some judgment. Can I just say that RRM has made a fantastic point. Right. There is no such thing as constructive criticism now, apparently. It's called positive reinforcement. I don't want all the, the woke activists after me. So I apologise to anybody or anyone or any them or any other who may have been offended by my comments. Um, as a positive reinforcement with regards to fashion. Um, Sakala. The fourth goal, Robert, is mental because, you know, there's, there's a lovely wee bit of trickery in the box. The, the ball comes to Cholak. It's a lovely finish. He's got nine Hibs players running about him. Uh, that was highlighted in the commentary. Uh, I think Tavernier starts it off, does well to keep it alive, into Kent, onto fashion, and he picks Cholak out well. And it's a, it's a good finish inside the box. But And we know that with Cholak. We've been seeing this. Give him the ball in the box, he'll score your goals. Um, and he's, he's proved that tonight. Both his both his goals are inside the box. So keep, I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to, we, we touched on this um, in the, the Celtic debrief. The thing, the difference is there is they play to their players' strengths. See, we start doing that. Well, no bother at all. Absolutely no bother at all. You see that with the the lineup we're picking, especially in, in, in the midfield, and now plenty the big fella strengths. I think I think the, the best is yet to come here. This could be a great sort of bedding in period for guys that are staying next season, like Craig was saying there. Um, and, and utilising them. I think Brian um, um, Fothering was saying it's important that if we're winning, we keep the same team and keep that continuity. And I couldn't agree more. That's how, that's how you that's how you build a squad and build a, a winning side by keep playing the, the, the same team that's won all the time. So hopefully it's no too many changes uh, in the next match. Maybe a Divine or a Hadji or a Suter that needs minutes, but no, you know, five or six. I would like to sort of keep the, the core going and, and keep getting them uh, winning. <clears throat> Wins into these under these guys' belts, yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> there's a few people who have clocked onto my any of them comment. Um, I just had Sam Smith in my head, I don't know, that's probably how that that's probably how that came out. Um, keep your comments coming, I'm trying to read them and do this at the same time. Um, I was I was honking hosting the build up, so I apologize. I don't know, I had a I had a, a stressful day at work 
and I was I was tired. So my apologies for those who tuned into the build up. My my hosting was absolutely honking. Let's talk, shall we, gentlemen? Let's talk about Ryan Jack. I think I think it's only fair, Craig, that we discuss just how beautiful and sexy that man was tonight. Before we do, can I also give a shout out to Raskin? Because I thought he. Oh, could he come here asking? Can I just answer the question? All right then. Yes, Ryan Jack. Was... <laughs> Ryan Jack was just unbelievable. I uh, never oh. mean Tim. Tell me about Raskin. <laughs> I'll get that door open again in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ryan Jack was for all, all, all the people, and, I, and I've been one recently to say, "Oh, do we do we keep him on next season? Do we re-sign him? And maybe we only re-sign him if if he doesn't play for Scotland." I agree with you. If he, if he plays ten games a season, if te, if the ten games he plays are like tonight, then get him get him signed up now. He was unreal. He he allowed Raskin and Campwell, and then obviously Fashion and Kent to just do what they wanted to do because they knew Tavernier to me also was much more effective tonight because different he knew, he had, he, knew he had Jack. Player. He knew he had Jack playing in the right back. Totally different player. He could sort of fill in at right back if he needed. It's a few times first half where Tav was out of position. Um, and normally we'd be thinking, oh God, he's what's going to happen there on the left side? And Ryan Jack was there, there straight away, making a tackle, getting the ball back. Just a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah. um, Curry, see on this point, I'm going to come back to that because that's a great question. Um, so I will come back to that in a wee second. Um, Robert, just talk to him about Ryan Jack. Just, just, just talk about the man. Well, listen, we, we I spoke before the game uh, about how important he is for letting the other two go and play, and I think that was prevalent throughout the, the ninety minutes tonight. He, he really um, lets Cantwell do what he, whatever he wants to get up to, um, and then he's there to support Raskin. One of my favourite moments of the game, by the way, was Raskin gets done by Stevenson, and who's there to back him up? Straight away on it, Ryan Jack, straight in on Stevenson, telling him what he thought. So. That's brilliant for me. That's leadership in abundance. Ryan Jack's one of those ones that's a, a captain with the armband, isn't he? Um, that, I love that from him. And I, I, as I say, I think uh, I spoke with Care a few weeks ago, just sort of saying, if you're going to keep some of these midfielders, Jack for me is the one that you keep because it's value for money. It would be an easy deal to make and then maybe move one or two on. So I think Ryan Jack's arguably um, playing some of the best stuff that we've seen from him um, last few games. So I keep him uh, and then maybe try and get some money elsewhere for, for a Kamara or a, or a Lundstrom because Lundstrom came on and I, and I thought he... He still looks as if he's no confidence. Did you, did you know, do you know what done it for me? Do you know what done it for me, Robert? At one point, he had the ball at the back. He picked up the ball and rather than him drive forward, he just passed it to Tav. That's your central midfielder. That's it, isn't it? It's no, there's no, there's, it's no positive play. Whereas you see when Raskin and Cantwell, the first, the first look is, can we get this ball forward every mm-hmm. time? So, um, and I think, as I say before, just to, to get back to Ryan Jack um, and 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 deservedly the man of the match, um, he allows day two to go and do that. But the question you've got before tonight, I know you're waxing loud tonight, was obviously how fit can he stay? I think you just you just use him if and when, if and when, and maybe use the next, as they say, a few games now. To, to help him sort of bring Raskin on because Raskin looked great alongside him. Really does. Aye. Aye. And it's not just that. And we'll touch on Raskin and Cantwell, Craig, but they actually played a slightly different role tonight because Ryan Jack was in the team. Cantwell was it was a wee bit further forward, but he seemed a wee bit more reserved. Um and Raskin, Raskin was just feeding off of Jack. Jack was just in control. Jack was in control of that whole game. 
Yeah, Jack. Jack basically I don't know allowed why I was doing all that with my hands. I don't know what all that was about. He 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 allowed the rest of the players to do what they do best. Raskin, I've I've been in love with since he joined the club. He's just a different gravy. Just strolled the game tonight. There was a point where first half, I think he it was about ten minutes till he touched the ball, and I thought I didn't even realise he was playing. But that tells me that he was obviously just controlling the game and 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 in the game without really making much of a much of an impact. Um Campwell, another man who's he can wear an Alice band, whatever he wants to wear if he if he plays the way. What he's was he's here? What was that? Is it, like, it looks like a bit of fabric like um, Is that like a feather or something? No, it's not a feather. I think it's a bit of fabric that he ties at the back a bit like Daniel LaRusso in the original Karate Kid kind of you know like that. Ah right my chair's squeaking like hell by the way. Yeah, he's, yeah, Cantwell was just was unreal. And I think he I said before in the pre-match he he um he's just showing his quality, showing that this boy's played at a, at a much higher level. And if if these two lads are still finding their feet in terms of fitness, then I think we've got a couple of cracking signings once they actually get up to speed next season. Cantwell's quality started to properly show Robert when we were doing a wee bit of the old showboating. And couldn't get the ball off him. He was taking the mic. His passing's unreal. His vision's unreal. He's just an unreal player. Seen a couple of these flicks before, though, Martin. He'd done a wee sort of pirouette at, uh, at the Tony Macaroni. There was, I think, one first half last... Uh, sorry, Saturday, Ibrox week. He's back to help Tavernier and gives him the ball with a wee sort of flicky back heel kind of thing. Um, and then he's done a, a, a lovely wee bit of skill with, I think it was fashion uh, on the right-hand side tonight as well. So, actually, we know it's in his locker. Um Still, still choking for him for me to, to get a, to see him get a goal or, or, or something, you know. So, um, be nice to see him get some 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 numbers on the board because he's good enough up here, more than good enough up here, um, to do that. But at the minute, he's influencing games without without getting um involved in, in goals or assists. So, there's no there's no complaints. I think. Do you know what's really interesting about the comments tonight? Everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet, which is great because mm-hmm. I think the last few last few times it's been a bit split. So. Um, no, it's, it's a good night to be a Rangers supporter. Good night. Confidence is, is, is back. Springs back in the step. Uh, and we go into another important game of the weekend where realistically it's our only chance at maybe a bit of success. And it's amazing what a complete performance can do for confidence. Not for the team and for the manager, but for the supporters. It's, it's mental. Um, CGM, Robert, no way you're old enough to watch the cricket. Robert's touching 40. Everybody. Touching 40. I know you might not believe it, but I'm like seven or eight years younger than that man. I've just ate mere fish suppers, even though I don't like chips. And I'm not a big fan of fish. I'll tell you why I'm not a big fan of fish. See, when, if there's anybody from the Glasgow area, right? I grew up round about Mount Florida, um, Battlefield, stuff like that. There used to be a chippy or a, or a restaurant in Allison Street called The Unique. And I got a fish bone stuck in my throat. And I had to go to the hospital and get a spray. So I can't eat fish. Um, I don't know what that's got to do with the reaction. Is the chippy still open? No, the unique shutdown. The unique shutdown. It's been shut down for years. Um, But however, there we go. That's totally put me off straight of what I was talking about. But yeah, Craig, we're we're talking about this performance tonight and we're we're all happy, we're all buzzing um, because because of one very, very good performance. But that has to be the bit. We said this under Geo, right? But that now, that's the benchmark. The players don't drop below that now. Doesn't matter if you know there's a slender chance we get back into the league. You do not drop below that performance. No, no, no player tonight. Obviously, bar the subs that come on because they didn't have a lot of time to sort of impact the game. 
No player tonight was below a seven, probably seven and a half out of ten. Everyone, you probably put McGregor in that, and that's only really because he had nothing to do, nothing to do most of the game. Um, the rest of the team were, were solid. Nobody really, like I said, that that is the standard they they need to be hitting now the rest of the season. Um, and hopefully, same team plays, the same standard will be hit, and we'll get to the end of the season with with the Scottish Cup back at Ibrox. Can I just quickly say, right, this is of this is of no relevance to Rangers at all, right? But Ian Ross is saying he stayed on Homely Road for ten years. Well, he says ten tiers, which is about right for Homely Road. Um, I went to Homely Nursery, so there you go. Um, just a wee bit of useless information out there. Um, but yeah, but Robert, we'll, we'll kind of finish up now. I, don't, I keep doing all this for the horns. I don't know what it is. In fact, Curry's question. Um, there's no way I'm going to be able to cycle through and find it, I don't think. Um, but it was about Tillman, um, and I'm going to do what they call on the business padding um, until I find it. This is what they do on telly. This is what they do on telly when they, there's nothing to talk about. Um, but, yeah, anyway, his question was around, you know, with this performance tonight, do we need Tillman? Um, along those lines now for me Robert Tillman's essential I think he's essential that we sign him right because you've got Raskin, Cantwell and Jack in the middle of that part right who's your backup to Raskin, Cantwell and Jack and I'm not saying Tillman would be backup I think Tillman's a starter but you're taking off Jack you're bringing on Lundstrom you're taking off Cantwell you're bringing on Kamara um, Tillman has now had a season in this league to get himself up to scratch he's scored nine goals I think he's been excellent. Um, I think he's a starter for us when he's fully fit. Um, I think Tillman's a no-brainer. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I, I, I don't think we should sign him. Um, um, I think the the money would be maybe better served elsewhere. You see who could come in and 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 replace or or step in as a as a you know a backup. And I, I'd like to see his run with Alec Lowry. I'm, I'm, I know we've not seen enough of him. I know Tillman's done much more this season. But I just think with Tillman, he's a, he's a, I'd class him as a luxury player. He, he's great when it's going for you. But when it's not going for you, I don't see enough from him. And I don't see... I think maybe it's to do with his, his upbringing at Bayern Munich where he, he's getting everything fed to him constantly. Um, I, I don't see enough sort of... What's the, what's the right word? No desire, but I don't see, I don't see that... that that bite that you need in Scotland, I don't see it from him enough. I think, as I say, if the game's gone for you, brilliant. But when it's no gone for you, uh, and in the big games where it's no went for us, I don't think he's been anywhere um, to be seen. So, I, I listen, I, I don't want to put a dampener on tonight because it's been fantastic. But ultimately, we can keep winning these games. But for me, Craig's just said there, end success with a Scottish Cup. Success for me this season is a Scottish Cup and winning the two firm games because we've got to lay some sort of marker down against those for next season. Because if you go to the end of the season and Celtic get put out of the Scottish Cup by somebody else, so we don't beat them in the Scottish but still win it, and then don't beat them in the league, you've, there's no fear there for them. They've got to go into the, the, the cold season with something in the back of their mind, some sort of doubt. I'm, I'm positive of that. So, um, no, I don't I, I don't think I'd sign Malik Tillman. I'd probably get pelters for this, but I just think... Um, Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just think six million quid is... A, is whether it's ring-fenced or not, I know there's been a lot of talk of that, so whether it's ring-fenced or not is a large outlay for us when we're going to have such a, a big sort of turnaround and, and of players to come in. I'd rather spend six million on a striker. Okay. I'll agree and disagree, Robert. I disagree on the Tillman. I agree that we need to give them a bloody nose between now and the end of the season and see how they see how they react. 
I, I, I would sign Tillman tomorrow if we could. Um, so with that. The, the ability he's got, I'm partway through sort of writing something up about the squad, and, and and Tillman for me will be one of the first players that I would I would have next season. Um, the yes, I do get the point about in the, some of the big games he hasn't maybe put in a good performance. I'll I'll give him a pass on the final because I don't think he was anywhere near fit. Yes, he didn't turn up, but he wasn't the only one that day. Um, I think a year in Scottish football will be the be the making of him. I think next season, I said this before and I got pelters on Twitter um, and I don't care, um, that if we sign him and we win a couple of competitions next season, we could sell him for 20 million and he would make the club back money and we'd get a good, decent season out of him. And if, we set, if we're selling Tillman for 20, 20 million in the end of next season, it means we've had a good season. But but Craig, that's what you're saying. There, you're saying if we do this and if we do that, the guy that, that surely hinges on how, how he finishes this season off. He's got to, the players we've got have got to start beating Celtic at some point, or else these if spots and winning trophies, we're going to fall further and further behind. You've you've got to get let them go into the co season with some sort of doubt in their mind and give Posta Coglu something to think about for coming back next year. Because if they if they if they beat us in two more games and beat us in our cup final, we end up. You know, with nothing at the end of the season, you know it's unthinkable. It's absolutely unthinkable. Has Tillman has Tillman not already surpassed Joe Aribo's first season numbers? Has Tillman not already had a better first season than what Joe Aribo did for Rangers? I don't know. I don't. I don't really know the numbers, Martin. Sorry. Obviously, because I'm asking it, I know the answers. Yes. Okay, and that listen, and that's that's that is all well and good in terms of in terms of stats, but I think that for me. Listen, I'm, I'm old school. This, the fact remains, until you until you start putting, the, you know, laying a glove on Celtic and putting them to the sword, then it's all well and good scoring goals at, for, uh, you know, for Park and a couple at home to Kilmarnock. Yeah, brilliant. Aye, but when it gets to the nitty-gritty, where are you? What are you doing to be stand-up recounted? And somebody's mentioned in the comments there, Tom Lawrence, he's a man I'd have in the trenches against Celtic every day over Malik Tillman. I just think he's he's got something more in him, and and I, that might be me being really really nasty because I don't. No, but, but see, in fairness, see, in fairness, Robert, you may have a point. Absolutely, in fairness, but also the counter argument to that would be when we've played them and Tillman's been in the team, it's been a midfielder Lundstrom and Kamara. Yeah. Now, how different would Tillman be with a midfielder Cantwell, Raskin, and Jack? Well, we'll with, find with, out. with the performances he's already put in, that's what that's what I'm saying. Hundred percent, and that, that, no, listen, and that's that's a that's a that's a really good counter argument. Let's well, let's have a look at that then between now and the end of the campaign. But see if he, see if he does come in and he plays with you too, and he, and he doesn't do anything. Would you still put? Would you still outlay six million quid for him? I would, for the simple reason that you're getting that money back, regardless. Yeah, you're getting that money back. But okay, that's almost that's like that's like loaning loaning money. To then get more money back for the money you've loaned. That's a terrible example, but you know what I mean. But no, listen, we've, got, we've got a super chat, right? Um, from Ali McCoist. The Ali McCoist, by the way. That is the Ali McCoist. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, do you think this is a team the manager will stick with for the rest of the season, Craig? Well, if it's the real Ali McCoist, I'm disappointed he's only put a fiver in. Um <laughs> put a bit more than that. Um, yeah, for me. If it's the real Ali McCoist, he's not putting anything in. Let's be brutally yeah. honest. Um for me, this this is the team um, that he plays between the end of the season. Um, the only reasonable adjustments may be Yilmaz coming back in at some point for Borna and the midfield, maybe one of the midfield rotating out, maybe a Tillman for Campwell. But for me, nine out of that team 
play the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and James Dalrymple there, again, man, another super chat. Thank you, James. Saying on your point, Robert, that we've still got Lawrence to come back, but it doesn't look like he's going to be back until next season. Or well, September, somebody said as well, so it could, it's not, it's not going to get a pre-season. So, um, Possibly. And look, Glasgow Rangers Nation making the point, look, we tell me you speculate to accumulate. And I think that is, I genuinely do believe that is. But can I just crack him back on that just quick? I don't want this to drag into the waste balls out. All I'm saying that speculate accumulate. Why would you speculate? If if we if we do not beat Celtic from now until the end of the season, why would you speculate on somebody that can he do it? That's my point. But but on that on that then, if we play Celtic right the next two games and we don't win, does that mean that Raskin and Cantwell are failures? Then we should get rid of them at the end of the season. No, but they're all. They're, does that late. mean that, does that Sorry. mean that we get rid of Davies? Does that mean that we get rid of Cholak? Does that mean we get rid of Kent? Does that mean we get rid of Sakala? So you're basically saying that if we don't beat Celtic, it's all Tillman's fault? No, I'm saying if he doesn't perform in those games and have a massive impact in those games, then I wouldn't keep him. And I feel like in the game, in the bigger games against Celtic, he's not been there. He's not stood up and been counted. That's my point. But did you not play well in the game that we drew two each? I don't remember him playing overly well, Martin, no. no the but game you... away, he was played right wing, which is not his position. And the game in the cup final, A, he wasn't fit, and B, with the midfield two he was playing along with, he was basically having to do the job of the three midfielders on his own. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I would like to see him play against Celtic with a Jack Jack and Raskin, say, behind him and see how he gets on. Now, we're going, to finish, we're going to finish on this, right? Big Dave, super chat. Thank you, Big Dave. Channel channel member as well, yeah. Um, we thought the same the, the same signing Kent for seven million. We thought we'd sell for twenty. Look where we are now. Six million, a lot to outlay on the training model. So there's somebody that agrees with you, Robert. There's two people that are wrong, Craig. There's, <laughs> there's two people that are absolutely wrong. But look, look, thank you very much, Dave. Thank you very much. Everybody who's put in a super chat is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, it's important, Robert, though. We've won, we've won tonight. We've won playing some fantastic football. We've won by a decent scoreline. Raskin settling in. Cantwell settling in. Jack was fantastic. Cholak got his goals. Davies and Goldson, the partnership, looks phenomenal. Alan McGregor even made a crucial save at 2-1 when the boy was throwing goal. Everything tonight was brilliant, apart from the one conceded goal. But we can't get ahead of ourselves. No, absolutely not. And I don't think the manager will be getting ahead of himself. He'll, he'll be looking at that. And again, like you said after Saturday, look, you've got to build on these tonight. You've got to build on these performances, take the positives and carry on creating something that you can carry into you know, next season because that's pretty much what we're aiming for now, isn't it? Um, bar the, the Scottish Cup uh, and Sunday. And as I say, I'll, I don't want to see wholesale changes, five or six, two or three at, at, at the most. Uh, and try and keep the same winning mentality and the same winning team. I think Tony Cholax, that's his jersey now. You see Morelos come oh, yeah. on. I don't think he'd done an awful lot wrong, but he didn't do anything to say start me on Sunday, did he? He was okay. He was in the, in the allotted time he had with amount of look, there was five changes. The game was broken up. We can't judge Alfie on that. That's no I know that some people have got a stick out and they want to beat Alfie away. But <laughs> he came on and he looked okay. He looked hungry. Um, he looked as if he wanted to get into the game. Shut up, Robert. He looked as if he wanted to get into the game. Um, and I had a shot and fell on his arse. But you can't use that as a stick to beat him tonight. When you make five changes, it always it always kills a game. So I think people saying um, anything against Alfie tonight is just people that dislike him and there's nothing you can say to, to change their minds. But we shall finish there. 
Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and if, if you do subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when a, a new video is coming up. Um, if you really enjoy the content, if, if you're mad about the rabble and you haven't yet, then please do consider signing up to our Patreon. The link for that is in the descriptions. Loads of extra shows. We do the Academy stuff. We do the women's team. Um, we've got a Legends series. We've got the Soonest Revolution. We're bringing out new shows all the time. The more people that sign up, the more shows you get. Um, so, yeah. Happy night in the capital. Uh, a convincing 4-1-1 for Rangers. A double for Cholak. Ryan Jack looked like Prime Pirlo. Um, Robert's happy. Craig's happy. I'm happy. Everybody in the comments is happy. And um, we'll speak to you all again very, very soon. Thank you for watching. Good night. Podcast Network.